Tune into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey guys, welcome to the Black Hollywood Reporter, where we gave you behind the scenes information on the business side of show business and also background on the creatives. Of course, today we come to you with heavy heart because of the situation that we've been dealing with George Floyd's uh, murder by the police. Um, this week, and we're just going to try and put some things into context for you guys. We're going to be covering um, companies involved in the fight for justice, Gabrielle Union and America's Got Talent, and her um, describing that relationship and environment as toxic. Universal Music is launching Def Jam Africa, and then Ava DuVernay, as she often does, um, introduces Array 101, which is going to inform and educate um, the masses about social justice and things that she tries to bring to the forefront in her films and TV shows. Before we get started, I want to introduce my illustrious co-host, the wonderful Samantha Jacobs is with us today. Hello. Hi. How are you How are you today? doing, Sam? I'm saying the same thing <laughs> to you. <laughs> I mean, you know, the best that we can, right? We're here to educate and inform and bring hope to people. So we are hoping that we are able to bring a little light and a little knowledge to whoever's listening. Absolutely, as is always our intention. So um, this week with the, this past week with the murder of George Floyd, um, we saw a lot of people, especially celebrities, come and speak out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement um, and just supporting Black people and the Black community. I thought it was kind of surprising in the past couple of days to see Netflix kind of, I felt like, kicked it off, released a statement basically saying that they supported um, Black communities, artists, creators, producers, and also the Black community at large. And, um, Black people's voices. And so that was very impactful. I feel like after they released their statement, then we saw one from Paramount, Hulu, HBO, Warner Brothers, Comedy Central, um, a ton of other entertainment companies, um, Hello Sunshine, Women in Film, um, each essentially saying more or less the same thing, which was that, you know, we stand with the Black community artists and colleagues, we're all against racism and injustice. Um, some people even saying Black Lives Matter. Um, it's interesting because it makes me think, what exactly does that mean to the greater community? I mean, it is important to stand in solidarity with the Black community, but my thoughts were, what are you doing as a company to help, right? Because this is all white supremacy. Right. It's a, you know, the police um, treating black people injustly specifically, you know, a lot of times black men, black women too. So I'm just wondering what responsibilities do these companies have when they come out and say, hey, we support you on the other, on the flip side of that you know, what is their responsibility besides kind of just putting out a statement and having lip service? What do you think about that, Sam? 
Right. It's a tricky question. A lot of people say things and they know that they need to make a statement because they have a good PR team, right? They know that if we don't say something, you know, people are going to stop watching shows on our channel or they're going to stop buying stuff at our store. So there's a fine line of actually meet. We don't know if you mean it unless you do something about it, but what is it that people and companies can do is the big question. And whether that's donating money or sign being part of some type of petition or starting your own, you know, group or forum for people to actually feel comfortable and trust you as the company. There's no really right answer. I mean, it's nice that they posted something, but that's what a lot of us do is post on our social media. It's like, well, after this outrage, what are you doing? What are we doing? What is the community doing to keep this moving forward and keeping this alive? So I think that's the big question. Yeah, I think that, um, and, to, and our producer will probably throw this up. Um, we had statements from Netflix and statements from Paramount, but I think that Hello Sunshine, which is um, Reese Witherspoon's production company, did a really good job of outlining exactly like steps that you can take, you know, um, mm -hmm. on their on their Instagram. They they had a statement, you know, we stand in solidarity, you know, with black people, Black Lives Matter. But then you swipe and it has a, a section on all the places they've donated to. Um, Black Lives Matter, a Minneapolis, another Minneapolis foundation, a couple of other places, um, the Minnesota uh, Freedom Fund, which I thought was really helpful. You swipe again and it's things they're reading. So they list three different books. Mm. Um, you swipe again and then it's things they're listening to. And these are a list of podcasts that talk about race and um, racial injustice. Uh, specifically in the American justice system, things that are really, really helpful. So I thought, wow, you know, I think some people need to follow suit of what <laughs> Hello Truly. Sunshine is doing. Yeah, I know that, of course, Avery DuVernay's company, Array, is doing a lot more specific things as well. And we'll get into that later because that's his whole, uh, that's a whole nother thing. But hopefully at this time, companies are kind of taking note of who's doing what correctly and kind of copying those exemplary models is what I'm hoping. Yeah, because that is the biggest question, right? As an ally, as somebody with privilege, what can I do? And Reese, that was amazing for her to give outlines of people to educate themselves and find a source for them to, you know, listen and see what they can do and how they can help because that's the big question a lot of people are saying how more can I help and so if more companies did do that like hey these are things to watch like these are things to listen to and then take that into your life and your morals and whatever you do with your day I mean that's a big thing I know the music industry they're doing something tomorrow called blackout Tuesday and they're all employees are taking the day off to you know focus on the community and focus on their family so oh, that's, that's a big statement, you know, radio stations are probably just going to be playing music. You're not going to hear your hosts talking in the morning. And that's mm -hmm. a big part of, especially right now, we need those hosts, like talking to people, letting people know what's going on. So for, you know, radio music, um, my team at Paramount is doing Blackout Tuesday as well. So people are taking oh, wow. the day, yeah, to really stand by these entertainment industry plans to really enforce that this is something that we need to stand behind. 
Yeah, so. I think that's I think that's awesome. Yeah, anything that you can do to, to to change it up to make people stop and think, you know, to just have the time to process and think about how things need to be different and how we can affect change is really important. Um, specifically, I was thinking about okay, so there's some companies in the past, specifically the NFL made a statement saying that you know. Um, solidarity with the black community, all the same, you know, things that everyone else yeah. is the same. Um, but they've really been getting called out uh, by yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Including Ava DuVernay that's saying, you know, this is really lip service. Um, when just, you know, in 2016, they were constantly finding, finding uh, Colin Kaepernick for kneeling for the exact same thing. And now they make a statement and say, oh, you know, oh, we're, this is so important to us. We stand with you, but you wouldn't let a player kneel without being fine. So it's really interesting. And I'm wondering what you think specifically, um, not even, well, about the NFL, but also just about other companies that have, that may have not seemed to be allies in the past. And now that are coming out and saying, no, 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 we're, you know, we're genuine now. This is this is real. We really mean this. Um, an ex NFL exec named Joe Lockhart actually did an op ed at uh, CNN, um, and he said that you know basically now we see the error of our ways more or less. Mm -hmm. This is our come to Jesus moment is essentially what yeah. he was saying. He said not signing Kaepernick and blackballing basically blackballing him uh, was the wrong decision. It seemed like a good business decision is what he yeah. said it seemed like a good business decision good. Again, but I'm we realized now mm -hmm. yeah I'm glad you said that because that's honestly what it is um I don't you want to have hope right you want to be like okay is this the the last straw is this the moment that finally shook the NFL to wake them up maybe but you need that company I don't want to bash it because, you know, everyone loves football and we love football. And for whatever reasons, um, they were not behind Kaepernick. And that is a big deal. That is a huge deal to go be back behind their word. And they have to do something other than a PR statement for that to mean something to people. Because where was that energy? Where was that energy? when something peaceful was happening, there's no violence and freedom of speech. Like it's just, I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me personally. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, they have to do something even more because you want to let them have the opportunity, I guess, to fix their mistake. If we, you know, want to give them that opportunity. I mean, it's a tricky situation. A lot of yeah. people are kind of on the fence, but they shouldn't be. They should do something more than a statement. And that is what will prove their their, their true or justice. Right, right. I mean, they have a nonprofit organization now that's supposed to be working for social equity. Like, I don't know how that works out, but um, I know specifically Sherilyn Eiffel of the NAACP said that she wanted to see um, the commissioner, the, the head of the NFL, offer a public apology to Colin Kaepernick, especially. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be a really good, at least start to that yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talking about how 
you know, if a company or an organization has done, you know, something wrong or something that we see egregious, how can they come back for it brings us to Gabrielle Union and her experience with America's Got Talent. Yes. What is tricky in all situations is a toxic work relationship, whether it's one-on-one or a company that had discrimination, racism, just overall toxic G from NB Universal working with 8GTV, which is America's Got Talent. And she spoke out about it. She knows that she has a voice for being on the platform and being an actress and advocate as she is. And so she is taking this upon herself to create a, create a reason for them to converse have a conversation. And this isn't the first time that NBC Universal has been put in their place about something like this. And so for them to not fix it the first time, now SAG is involved. Like there's a lot of investigation work that is happening. And a lot of it is being brought to light. And they're trying to figure out ways to do it. There's been surveys, there's been more questions and um, conversation and um just like meetings with teams to sh- talk about social discrimination and employment. So she has brought in a lot to the team at, for the company as a whole, but yeah. her personal investigation for her situation is still underway. It's still in the process. It's going to take some time. Um, the big thing was there, and I guess she's allergic to smoke and Simon Cowell was to smoke having allergic reactions. She had a runny knows Howie Mandel is known for being a germaphobe so then it looked like she had a cold all the time and then she felt like the men were attacking her because Howie's freaking out that she has a cold but she's freaking out because she's allergic to the smoke that's being blown around and so it's just like a whole that's just normal like that's her body she can't control that if you're allergic to something you're allergic to it so for them to take a while for that to shut down um, certain ways. Um, people in the past who have been on the show, like Howard Stern and Sharon um, Osborne, have said that it's very male dominated. It's very male focused. They like to keep the male on board and let them mm. kind of control the situation. It's very, mm. uh, this is the boys' team, the boys' club type of show. And for to see some people with real talent who are female and have a opinion to bring light to these people with talent. Um, it's hard for them to do their job successfully. And that's why the women filter out so quickly. Because let's just think, who else has been? Mel Mel has been on there. Britney Spears, mm-hmm. Demi Lovato, Julianne Huff, Gabrielle mm. Union. Now it's Heidi wow. Kuhn. Now I it's Sofia Vergara. It's like the women are just tossed and turned through wow. the show. So and I never thought about that. And Howie the men stay the same. Simon, and, mm-hmm, have been the same. So it's just, it's just been concerning. Mm-hmm. And it's what I thought was really nice was that the Times Up president said something in favor of Gabrielle. She was saying that there is racist and inappropriate behavior and that she was punished for speaking out and problematic and difficult was the word that was being tossed around because she was mm-hmm. voicing her opinion and voicing like, hey, as a black woman, you're telling me that I can't change my hair a certain type amount of times, or I can't do this a certain amount of way. It's not, it's obviously not fair. And so she went out and did a whole thing 
about hair love because she was like, I'm getting yelled at by the producers because I want to have braids one day and my hair straight the next. And that's not apparently normal. Everyone changes their hair all the time. Like, I don't know. I, that's, I think that's ridiculous, especially in entertainment. Right? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Lady Gaga will flip a wig just for one song. <coughs> like, no, it's not. It's, Wow. It's, it's very upsetting. And what was really upsetting is I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, especially if they're in a toxic environment, is she always questioned herself, do mm. I cave? Do I cave? Is this when I keep my mouth shut? Is this when I just, you know, take one for the team, understand that I'm a minority, understand that I am a woman and cannot voice my opinion? And she said, no. What is the point of having a seat at the table if I can't use my voice to help people? And mm. so that is exactly what she's doing. And she should be getting a lot more credit than she is. Like Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people put her under the the brush because, you know, she started on Bring It On and she had Brittany Mary Jane and, you know, and now she's doing advocacy and mm -hmm. people might question that. But they should honor her and people don't aren't really, especially in the TV industry, they are not, they're not. So it's like, how does Gabrielle Union get her credit is the question. Hmm. That's a <laughs> so great what, point. Oh, man. What do you think companies should do? Or like, I guess, entertainment in general. It's like, what can they do? What do you think? they should do to kind of eliminate that toxic feeling or that uncomfortableness for speaking up? Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting because um, I, I read that some result of the investigation uh, by an outside group said, you know, we think that we need to really look at and streamline, streamline our reporting uh, mechanism. And so I think it is teaming up with organization like organizations like Time Up, whose president you just said spoke out, teaming up with those organizations and then having a um, an organized way to report when you have issues that don't, I mean, she, it's not even like she's whistleblowing. This was like a basic thing in her contract because of her, you know, um, lung issues to not have people smoke. I mean, that's like just general on set, nobody smokes. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, right. he's violating all kinds of rules of who knows how many contracts. So you need to be able to have people who are, who are on set that are not above the law. And it feels like, especially from what other people are saying, maybe that's the situation here where you have a couple of people that are stars and they never get, you know, fired and you have a rotating group of other people that just have to put up with stuff. But there has to be um, some kind of uh, reporting mechanism where people are held accountable and then people who are uncomfortable in a toxic work environment aren't punished for, you know, asserting their basic human rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really and sad and super unfortunate. It is unfortunate because it's what she experienced, you know, producers and stuff reacted in a way of like, oh, this is normal. Oh, it's okay. Just like 
put up, you know, like just put up with it. And she's like, no, I'm not going to edit. Yeah, you can edit the show and delete the show, right? But you're not going to be able to edit my mind, edit my thoughts, edit my soul, how I'm feeling. Like you can't edit that. That's how I'm feeling. And that's going to be ingrained in me forever because I'm going to remember that this company is this way or this company supports this decision. And unless they do something about it, it's like you want to have hope and give them the benefit of the doubt. But how many times can you do that? Yeah. How many times can you do that? I think it was uh, a fascinating too, that you had a few black women. Oh no, not a few. You had a lot of black women in the industry. Taraji P. Henson, Natasha Rothwell, Gabrielle Sidibe come out in, in, in defense of specifically Gabrielle when she talked about the issue she was having with her hair and producers warning her to wear her hair a certain way and telling her certain styles were quote unquote too black or like you said, telling her she couldn't switch her hair up enough um, or switch her hair up like she wanted. Um, a lot of black actresses that I just named and even more in Hollywood spoke up and said, we have had this same problem specifically when it comes to our hair. We have to do our own hair. We have to bring our own stylists on because they have people working on set who don't know how to do black hair. Um, mm -hmm. And so probably, you know, and so she said that was issues that she had with production too, which is a shame as well. But I'm glad that um, people spoke out about it. And the Crown Act was passed um, last year in 2019. Crown standing for create respectful and open workplaces for natural hair so that women and men who felt like they wanted to wear their natural hair could do that without being discriminated against. It's specifically a California law, but hopefully it'll be, um, you know, um, ad adopted across the U.S. But yeah, part of that is just like not um, servicing your staff. I mean, everybody gets yeah. hair and makeup. And if you don't have mm -hmm. people there, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. So, Ooh. yeah. so you're Sam, but, you are, I was just going to say, you are the expert in all things music. I mean, I think <laughs> most people who watch this show know that. Um, so you told me a little bit of juicy gossip that I did not know about. Some music, um, some information about Universal Music and Def Jam this week. Yes, this is exciting, exciting, exciting news. Def Jam is going to have an international team in Africa. So they're going to launch Def Jam Africa, which is a huge deal. Um, apparently in 2018, South Africa was the location for people to find pop artists. They were trying to bring people from that area. And a lot of music labels were looking in that area for the next biggest pop star. So it's two years later, they're probably like, all right, we got the covered, we got the EDM covered. Now, like, let's really hone in on this. And this is an opportunity to take hip hop by a storm. Def Jam is a legendary hip hop label, you know? Yeah, it is. That Jay-Z, the young DMC, you have like all these people who are started there who are internationally known. They're not just like hot shots that are on the radio right now and then you forget about them. These are people that, you know, travel and have global tours. And for them to do this, I think is a really smart idea. Um, they launched this as representing the best hip hop, Afrobeats, trap talent in, in Africa. Um, there are other music labels who already have... Um, an Africa unit. Uh, it's Warner and Sony. So the biggest ones are Sony Warner and Universal. So Universal Music is where Def Jam lies. 
And Atlantic Records, I think, would be the second runner up to like urban sound. Um, they do have an Africa unit, but that started in 2013, 2016. I think for Def Jam to have one in Africa, that's going to be what is changing the culture, what changes the urban language, right? And so I'm just excited to see what artists are going to come up from this. And if they can connect the dots, are they going to have like Jay-Z work with that, you know, and like, Ooh. we're going to have that sound come to America. That's what I want to know. Like, what would you want to see come up from this? I think just what you, when you said collabs, I'm like, yes, I want to mm -hmm. hear some of the, I mean, I don't really know about African hip hop. I would love to hear some African hip hop, some collabs with some of my favorite artists, um, just to hear more about the experience, the African mm -hmm. experience that's going on. I mean, you know, there are a bunch of different countries in Africa, it's a huge continent, but you know, what's going on there and because hip hop, like Public Enemy said a, a long time ago, it's like the CNN of Black America. So I want to hear what's going on in, um, in Africa. So that's really exciting to me. And what's cool is like, you know, the Caribbean has really taken uh, a sound in just nature in the past, what, five years? That sound has been in hip hop, in pop. And uh, it's so it's created many a drink like it's just right exactly it's like so what are we gonna take i mean we shouldn't be taking we should be supporting um but no you no. said it right we're about to take, we're about <laughs> to take these people's stuff <laughs> so it's gonna be super cool to like hear what new sound is gonna be you know we had the caribbean wave and now are we gonna have an african wave afro beats like that that's exciting yeah i love that idea super exciting well, I we also love that you guys are joining us today. Um, we want to remind you that if you're listening to us uh, via podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating. And then if you're watching us, uh, make sure to subscribe. We always need that. Leave us comments and give us, a, give us a thumbs up. We are one of the only, only Black Hollywood Live is one of the only digital spaces for Black entertainers and creatives. And we are one of the only shows of our kind covering the business end of show business and creatives specifically for the African American community. And we need and love your support. So thank you for that. We want to get right into um, we talked a little bit about it at the top when we were talking about companies, um, some of which were seen as getting on the bandwagon, but others uh, who are looking at taking real actionable steps to support the Black community at this time. And Ava DuVernay is always a standout in that respect. So this week wasn't any surprise when she announced that she'll be launching Array 101, that's her production company, um, a never stop learning initiative is what it's called. And so for every, so I should start by saying this, it's aimed at children ninth grade and above, but like she said, it can be for anyone. And I looked over the materials and they are awesome. They help you to think deeper about the film that you're watching, be able to discuss um, the things surrounding the film, and then also actionable steps for what you can do in your community moving forward related to the talents and skills that you specifically have. So it's totally free. 
You get it through Array.com, the website, um, and everything is downloadable and you're able to go basically at your own pace. It can be facilitated in a group and it can also be done just a person on their own, you know, one-on-one. Um, so, I mean, it sounds awesome. Like I said, it wasn't a surprise to me. Just last month, Ava did her annual, she does a, a tweet-a-thon where she had 50 plus producers, directors, and showrunners and writers all got together and people basically on Twitter, like the Twitter audience was able to ask them questions about the filmmaking process. And they all just answer questions all day. It was for like a 16 hour period. And the knowledge shared was amazing. I wrote an article about it. I could barely cram everything in that I wanted to give you. There were so many awesome pieces of it, but she just continues to inspire and educate people. And I'm really excited, um, especially to watch those films that are really difficult that she's done. Mm -hmm. So. The first film that she is starting with, or the first series that she's starting with is When They See Us, that debuted on Netflix, Emmy Award winning. Um, so she covered the first episode last night. So Sam, I was wondering what you think about the responsibility that she kind of feels, or not kind of, she said that she feels a responsibility as a filmmaker to kind of connect the dots between what people see and then her educating them and giving them options to act moving forward. Do you think that's something that you would want to see like across the industry? Yes, absolutely. 100% I do. I believe that media and is in general, whether it's our version of media of love reporting like we are, or if it's entertainment value, it is used to advocate, to speak, to leave a message, to leave an imprint. We have to get used to being uncomfortable because that is the reality. So, you know, when they see us is, a, is I couldn't get through it either. I know, you know, it was very hard to watch because so it's like, hard. wow, it like, I can't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard. And um, for her to do this, I think is amazing. I went through the through the, um, what is it called? Syllabus that she provided. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it talks about humanity. I don't care how old you are. You always need a refresher. <laughs> you know, you need mm -hmm. to see what else is out there in the world. We live in our bu bubble of nine to five. Most of us have more than one job just to survive on life. And, you know, you need to step outside your bubble sometimes. And you have to realize what else is going on in the world and value like your life and how you can make a difference with your life and your voice. So props to her, because I think that she should continue if she, you know, feels like it. Yeah. And she also, she also isn't necessarily responsible to be doing this, but for her to choose to do this is something that's very respectable. Yeah, I agree. I just hope that if anybody follows in her stead, that they are also informed, you know, mm -hmm. because we yeah. respect Ava because she knows her stuff. She's right. just not coming out of the pocket with craziness, which sometimes mm -hmm. people do. Yeah. So hopefully anyone that follows in her footsteps does their due diligence and research and is educating people on truths and things that are important. Right. Yeah. So 
Our social media report is going to, first, we wanted to just give props out to Killer Mike. There's been a lot of um, celebrities releasing statements and maybe, you know, just saying like a couple words on Instagram. Um, but I think the reason Killer Mike stood out to both you and me, Sam, was that one, he said something early on. And two, he was so impassioned about what he was saying. He's so connected to the city of Atlanta. You guys might know Killer Mike from the rap duo Run the Jewels. Um, and then also he had a, um, a TV show on Netflix called Trigger Warning that was really popular. And he kind of makes the rounds on um, late night TV. He's a little bit of a political pundit. You know, he knows his stuff and he likes to go toe to toe with people. Um, so it wasn't surprised to see him speaking out um, politically, but he was kind of warning people, you know, make sure you guys are organized and you have your stuff together. And, and he just was so raw and honest and saying, you know, like, I'm really hurt right now and I don't know what to do. I think it connected with a lot of people. Is that how you felt, Sam? Yes, I feel like he said what a lot of us were thinking and just don't know how to say um, for him to, you could see his emotion as he's talking about, it. he flat out said, I do not want to be here. I do not want to use this platform. I do not want to be having this conversation. I'm tired of having this conversation. That period is like, yes, who else has said that? Who else has, you know, really, really connected? He is related and connected to people in the law enforcement. It's like, there's this back and forth tie pulling of him and his emotions and that came through and I mean much respect if you haven't seen it you should really like google it right now because it is something that you should watch it's yeah. it's what like seven minutes long or something mm -hmm. it's, it's like long but you know it, it it leaves an imprint yeah definitely moving and impactful for me I watched it and was just like oh I'm pretty sure I teared up it was great mm -hmm. so I hope to see more um, people speaking out like that with just that truth and that passion. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. So a bit of good news to end on an uptick. Denzel Washington this week. Did you see this story, Sam, about Denzel Washington? I did briefly when you told me about it. Oh, Denzel Washington was truly out in the streets, you guys. So he was driving around. <laughs> <laughs> the first, first of all, they were like, they're like, Denzel Washington was driving around Los Angeles in his Range Rover. I was like, why don't I ever see Denzel Washington driving around his Range Rover? Oh, they like, Lady of Sauce, Denzel Washington. No. So, Denzel Washington was driving around in his Range Rover when he saw a man. Someone reported that the man was homeless. I don't know about that. He was clearly disoriented. And in the middle of traffic, Denzel pulled off to the side, walked him to the sidewalk, and was kind of talking to him. Denzel, listen, was all prepared, honey. He had his mask on. He had <laughs> an extra mask and gave it to um, the guy, right? And had a sandwich and gave the guy a sandwich. I was like, okay, listen, hero, this, this dude's a hero. The cops eventually came. Denzel did not leave, especially in this climate. I think it was really smart of him to stay with a disoriented or people calling homeless black man mm -hmm. because was no telling how that was going to end. So they mm -hmm. said that the cops actually handcuffed the man. Denzel stayed. Eventually they took him out of handcuffs and let him go. Um, but Denzel stayed there on the side of the road on the street in LA with this guy that he didn't know until he was safely um, away from the cops and, 
you know, or somewhere else about his business. So I just thought it was such a great uplifting story to hear for this week. Um, people looking out for people. It also just said something about the greater community that for whatever reason he felt a need to stay, you know, until the uh, man was out of harm's way, until he was out, you know, from out of the street and also away from the cops. Um, but so anyway, I thought it was just a great, crazy story in these crazy times um, mm -hmm. and just really uplifting. Yeah, I mean, what he did was like, he could be doing a million things right now. <laughs> and for him to stay with this man, that is just, you know, he's honorable. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. I was like, Oh, Uncle Denzel out here. Wow. <laughs> Guys, you'll be the first to know if I ever see Denzel riding around in his Range Rover in California. Ask for a sandwich. <laughs> yep. I'll be like, Denzel, what's up? You got a sandwich? Help a sister. <laughs> Do you know I would never eat that sandwich? I would, I would, I would <laughs> encase it in glass. I'd be like, if y'all want to come over, y'all can see my Denzel sandwich. <laughs> you need to like, Spray it with hairspray, you know, like those art projects you use like um real food. You spray it with hairspray and it's sealed forever. It is sealed. That's all you need. That's see, it that's sealed it. That's why I need yep. you on my team, Sam. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> so people facts. can see my see my Denzel sandwich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that was good. I think that was good for us to end on a fun note. Um, because Yaya Abdul Mateen from um I cannot think of the from Watchmen this year. Um, tweeted out, you know, Black people, don't be afraid to express joy because we need to do that in this moment too. And I think that's mm -hmm. absolutely true, right? They can yeah. take away a lot of things from us, but that's one thing that as a community we have in the face of pain, we always clowning and joking. So, um, but we know this is not a joking matter, but um, we want to remind you guys um, right. to take action in whatever way you feel possible. If it's donating, if it's protesting, if it's creating art, if it's writing something. Um, and then definitely let us know in the comments so we can support you and we can support that because that's what we're all about here. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, Sam, where can these guys uh, keep up with you? You can definitely keep up with me on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. How about you, Kay? All right. And you can. Instagram awesome. and Twitter at HostKay, And we will see you guys next. Samantha, Sam's uh, uh, You can find Kay I. Samantha's handle is story of Samantha on Instagram. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank we'll you for tuning in. On behalf of our PHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. 
Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.